Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to We Want to Talk About It Now. Uh, big shout out to Julie Gibson for <laughs> continuing to be the one. Like We've been checking the stats daily, um, and it looks like we get one download for each episode, and that's it, and we know who that's coming from. <laughs> um, so today, as you can tell by the title, So You Want to Start a Band. <laughs> I have a couple of guests who I have been in a band with, and what we want to talk about today is maybe some of those questions for people who want to start bands, and I'm assuming that anyone who wants to start a band by now is probably going to be aged maybe like 12 to 24, because I don't feel like a lot of people go after that. I have uh, one of my drummers, uh, Parker Ackerman, who we know each other from a while back, and then we also... Um, we're in the band together, lived together for a little while, and then also we have um, Trace Covington, who was a guitarist in our band, and welcome guys. Excited to have you guys on for this. Thanks man, glad um, to be here. So, I just want to get something out of the way really quick. This was like the last thing I thought of, thought of before um, you guys got here. I want to go over... Just two questions. First, I'm going to ask you guys, and we can go Trace Parker, and then um, we'll just go in that round. Why we broke up. (laughs) I want to know why you guys uh, stopped returning my calls about band practice. (laughs) Um, No, first thing, Trace, what was your favorite part of being in a band? And try to make it... I know it's hard because like I was thinking of this question, and I was like, oh, there's there's so many different things. I don't think it's hard. Okay. Is it performing? The live shows, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that takes the cake. Cool, Parker. Mine was just like creating music with the boys. You know what I mean? Just jamming out, finding out a part that we really like together, and just all of us kind of coming together and like enjoying that. I thought was my that was probably my favorite part. That's both of yours kind of combined. I love performing live with people that I enjoyed. Um, my history is a little bit different than. You two, because we played together, and then I also had like a band before I knew you guys really well, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing though. I just enjoyed every single person and iteration of any band I've ever been in. Well, obviously there's exceptions, but like <laughs> I like the people that I played with and doing it live. Yeah. Next question: What was your least favorite part of being in a band? Uh, putting in unwanted work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Probably promoting. Oh yeah, I forgot. Promoting sucked, or like trying to like schedule and arrange shows, or like maybe performing with the people that I didn't like as much. (laughs) (laughs) Recording was kind of I don't know. It was like a patience game. Like we didn't. Not that we did it a whole lot, but when we did, it was like a lot of sitting around for. Everyone else, while one person does something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine was probably promoting, just because I feel like when you're promoting, you have to put yourself out there to a degree, and like some people are less comfortable doing that. Also, recording wood was kind of tough, just because I realized it's like, oh, I'm not as good at the drums as I thought. This is very technical, <laughs> and it, like it's not that easy. So some of the stuff was a ch- was a challenge for sure. And how did uh, each of you learn your instruments? I think we all learned the same way. Mine was tabs. Self-taught, though. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think self, we're all self-taught, self, right? Self-taught, tabs, yeah, pretty much that. Yep. Trying to get chicks, so learning <laughs> the guitar. Mine was a uh, rock band. I always liked the guitar, and then we started playing rock band, and once it taught you how to, like, 
hit the cymbals and hit the like the bass pedal at different times. Just kind of took off from there. I was like, I like this. I'm gonna try and do this. And then I got a set and just started hitting it. And that's kind of like where we started, um, as far as the band of Lexington Heights goes. You can go look us up. We're on. SoundCloud. <laughs> I think that's anywhere on SoundCloud. And YouTube, and YouTube. We got some live shows on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. We were a live band, not a uh, not an album band. You know, it was crazy. I was thinking about that. At least for my lifetime, like, because there's a part in here where we're gonna talk about um, fans more. More. I was thinking, like, we probably perform for a good thousand people, like individuals, at totally. some point. Yeah, like Maybe which is kind more of than that, probably yeah. more, but like because you know our shows were often very small, not a ton of people there. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the totality of people that probably had eyes and ears on us, mm-hmm. I would well, say easily too, a thousand. That's hard too because it wasn't always us three. Like we did that one show at what was it Union Mine? Union Mine. High school? High school? We did that. Were like you at that show? Yeah. And there, were, <laughs> dude, there were a lot of... That was like half the school was there. That was like three, four, maybe 500 kids just sitting there eating their lunch. Like yeah. It wasn't like they were super involved, I totally, but there were I totally forgot you were there. Yeah. Huh. That was, a long, that was forever ago. That would have been <laughs> almost 10 years. Yeah. Probably 10 years. It would have been a year after high school for me, so almost 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I forgot why I brought that up. <laughs> oh. Um, because like where we started, I think we made a lot of mistakes and obviously as you grow up, you like, you learn how to do it. Um, my main emphases for people would be the songs that you play and the need for fans. You either have to be really talented to get fans or you have to be very popular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's really like the only two ways. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we, or I guess technically me, because I I was always pushing like new stuff all the time, was we didn't do covers. We did brand new and like My Hero. That was the extent of covers that we would ever do. And My Hero not being a super popular song and even Quiet Things That no one knows not a super popular oh, song. Yeah, like yeah. meaningful to us, but it's not like everybody in the crowd would know what we're, know what we're playing. And then along with that, I don't think that got us a ton of fans. And then we also, like you said, like publicity was hard to be like, hey, what was really what's hard is it's not so much like, hey, come to our show. It's, can you pay $12 to come watch our, like, one, it's already a time investment. And then they also have to make a financial investment. Yeah. And no one has money. It's funny you say that because I think the most amount of people we ever had come to a show was when me and you fronted the bill for half of the people to come. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that when we bought all those tickets? Oh, at Shire, like the one in Sacramento? Yeah. Yeah. We paid for a lot of tickets so people would. Well, and we had so, yeah. but we had so many people go. Like, so if, if it you take the matter of money out, yeah. like all of the Tuttle shows back in the day, yeah, those things, were, so, those things like, were popping. Obviously, a lot of people were probably there just for like the social aspect of it. But I was amazed at like how many people would actually pay attention. Oh, to, yeah, they were jamming with to us. what we were doing. Yeah, it's like, why do you care? Oh, it's free, and we're all older than you. That's why. <laughs> um, and then another so. Songs, I recommend doing covers so people can be interested, especially yeah. popular songs at the time. I think that's right. It's like you kind of you draw them in with covers that they like. Like, oh, you can have them. Oh, I love this song. They're doing a good job. And then when you're throwing in your own music in there with them, you know what I mean? Kind of ex- expose them to your stuff while you're playing the stuff they like. Kind of makes for a good little combo. The thing that's hard about that is you want, like, because you're coming up with your own music, you've put all this work into, like, your stuff. You want to share it with people. And it's like, okay, I have a half an hour. How much of that do I want to 
fill with our songs and how much do I want to do covers. Like, covers are still fun either way, but you kind of want to get your music out there. But it's probably worth it to do a couple more covers. Well, and that's, like, what's funny to me. Maybe it's just because we weren't good musicians, but, like, I would choose covers, and I'm like, maybe people won't know this song, and they'll think that we wrote it, and it's, like, a really good song. <laughs> and it's a really good song, and, like, that will get them, like, interested in us. But looking back, that was a huge mistake. We should have just done songs that people know. Some stupid Drake song or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just do a cover of some hip-hop song. Make it a little... Get people singing along and stuff. It, it was probably a little easier back then, too. Because that was when, like, Weezer would still be on the radio. But not, like, their super poppy stuff. You yeah. know, like, uh, like, what was it? I guess we played Say It So. Pork and Beans. Pork and we played beans, that one. Um, what was that? The one that has the super long singing chorus. Whoa. What was that? <laughs> uh, that was a really long singing chorus? Yeah, with the uh, music video. Yeah, that one? Yeah. Oh, uh, perfect situation. Yeah, we played that one a couple times. But those were, like, still on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of harder now when it's like, this is cover of Beyonce. Well, we tried doing that. We tried to get those damn drums and, down, and, man. And, and Parker couldn't do that. I don't know if that's... I think we're just playing it too fast. I, like, looking back on that, we tried to do Halo by Beyonce. And I'm just like... That that was the one time that I tried to do yeah. a super popular song at the time, and I was just like, nope, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I don't know how to fun. figure this out. So, well, and quit. I mean, in all fairness, it's not a very fun song on guitar. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, but that kind of goes to a point as well. So, if you're trying to start a band, I recommend first doing open mics to kind of gain popularity, and you're going to want to do like what we did: one cover with one original. Because um, you really only two have time songs, for two yeah. songs, and then mm-hmm. you want to have a catalog of about eight total songs that you know really, really well. If you ever get that longer gig, because mm-hmm. you're probably only going to be able to get six in. Yeah, but like sometimes, like when we played at the Muse, they would just be like, "Yeah, just keep you whatever. Just keep going. Keep oh, keep good. Going. I think we know more songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We know we know a lot that of uh, a couple times four chord before. chord songs. Yeah, rinse and repeat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, open mic worked well for us here. That I, uh, that what, was probably our best. I don't know our best technique for at least getting out there. Well, more than anything, we got to know the owner at the floor. Well, yeah, and what you're going to have to recognize too, person that wants to start a band. If you want to start a band, you're going to be investing a lot of time waiting, doing nothing. Because what I hate the, and the reason we stopped doing open open mic nights is just like you have to get there so you can be in the line. Before everybody else, and then you—if you don't get a good sign-up time, you just have to wait for like an hour and a half until you get to play two songs, and you have to sit there with. I'm not saying that our band was great or anything, but you have to sit there with some terrible musicians, some weirdos. Yeah, some weirdos that they get to because it's open mic. Anybody can perform. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I wish there was like some sort of. And you could like vetting, some sort of yeah. vetting process where it's just like okay. You have to come play for us first, then you get on this open mic list, and you can come and sign up for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would facilitate not wasting as much time. Do you as remember that one time we went there, and that lady like let her kid come up and play, and he had like a toy was, piano? Yeah. He played on it. There was like a five-year-old kid who played a song on his toy piano. It wasn't really a song. He was just kind of like banging on it. But that took up six minutes of open mic night. Everyone had to sit there and watch. Yeah, they're, they're, it's it's forced upon you. Yeah. Yeah, we're willing. We willingly consent, basically. 
How, what was? Did you ever have to go? You like never went to open mic nights. I'm just think, the drummer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we had that cajon drum that I'd hit sometimes, but I don't think we ever did it with open mic night. I mean, I'd go and like chill and listen listen to you guys play and sing along and stuff, but. Yeah, with open mic nights, I was just usually two acoustic guitars vibing, you know? Because we would go fairly consistently once a week. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, skip a week here and there. That was, like, the height of us doing a lot of stuff. Going a ton. And what was nice about open mic nights, though, is we could go in just a car because we'd just take two acoustics. Yeah. Because that's a huge thing that a lot of people don't consider. Like, you have to get, all right, you got to get an amp if you want to play guitar. You have to get a guitar. Cables. Cables. Pedals if you want them. Pedals if you want them. And that's just for guitars. Mic for practicing. Yep. Uh, any any venue should have that stuff. But like you want to practice and hear vocals when you practice. That mm-hmm. was an issue for us for a while. Because mm-hmm. you can't hear the, you can't hear the vocal cues for yeah. like where you need to change and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I just remember because we played a lot of gigs around that time too. Like we were doing at least once a month, which I think was too much. Yeah. Because that's what sucks when you're like, hey, you know how you paid last month to come see our show? Come do it again. Round two. Um, my recommendation, unless like you're pulling a pretty significant crowd monthly, maybe once every three months, just uh, just do a killer huge show. Or un- until you're good enough that like your whole crowd isn't just your friends that are coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's sort of like the baseline. They're like, oh, if you can get like fans who are you don't know. Yeah. That's when you can start doing... Because we were doing, like, shows. There would be sometimes we'd be, like... I think part of the problem is, though, we were just so happy that we got a show. Yeah. We just, like, oh, cool. Well, yeah, no, going back to it, it's, like, we had a lot of fun playing the shows. I think one thing we could have done a little more of that I heard, like, other local bands doing that, like, kind of was a success is playing parties. Like, we knew tons of people. They would throw parties. It's, like, okay, go set up your stuff and play at the party. That way people aren't having to pay. They're already there. You get a larger crowd anyways. You kind of play those covers. You play your own stuff. I feel like that's also a good way to get a little more exposure. I also feel like we were in a place where a lot of people are cheap already. Yeah. So it makes it difficult. Like playing at the parties would be awesome because it'd be like, all right, you're getting some fans, but then you have to be like, yeah, you should come check out the show. Yep. Uh, I'd love to do see you guys at another party. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do think about that. Like, um, obviously, I pay more to go to a Foo Fighter show than I would pay to like see me, but I only go to a Foo Fighter show once a year. Yeah. I mean, granted, it is $100, but no one has seen bands that they like multiple times, like mm-hmm. once a month. It's, yeah. it's just expensive. So I would I would recommend, if you're starting a new band, until, like what Trey said, you have like a nice fan base, you want to do the um, like once, once a quarter. Yeah, yeah. just like mm-hmm. build, build that notoriety. Do as many open mic nights as you can. Um, one thing that was also difficult was transportation. You're gonna need to have a vehicle to get all that stuff to <laughs> yeah. to the shows. When you have the drums, especially so those the drums, Suburban, the Forerunner, and the the Blazer. So we could always fit the drums in, and like yeah. our amps weren't huge, so we could put those in like our our like sedans and whatnot. Yeah, we get it all in one trip. Drums in the in the big vehicle, and then throw the amps and stuff in like my car or whatever, and then head over. I hated setting up the drums too, because mm-hmm. you'd have to deconstruct them. You couldn't just oh, yeah. leave them. You couldn't just leave the toms connected to the bass. Well, drum. And like some of the stuff was broken on the drums, so that yeah. didn't help. Remember that one time during this show, my freaking drum seat busted halfway through the show, so I'm like squatting down yeah, trying, to drum. trying to drum. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Parker, also the person who would never pay, he would buy sticks, and that 
that was it. Zero money and anything relating to Regret, Yeah, they weren't even my drums. <laughs> I just happy to be here, guys. Yep. Just happy to be here. I hated setting up the drums though, like cause, but like it's that, that's like the one thing that you have to help set up with because everything, like that's the hardest thing to set up. Yeah, well, and you just want to take less time setting up and doing your sound check because that's time out of your your set. Oh yeah, there were a lot of times I was like, hmm, this is crazy. As a guitarist, that I'm uh, helping the bassist carry his amp or the drummer carry his set. But <laughs> you were better at setting up the drum set than I was. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here, let me tune this for you. Yeah, <laughs> I just let you worry about the height of your seat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got. That being said, some of the highest highs playing. Like I can think, what's crazy, and we'll get into this like a little bit later. Like playing shows. Is one of the most and playing for when there's a crowd. It's like one of the most who's fun, into it. Who's into it? Like yeah. Yeah. the battle of the bands was such a fun show, and we weren't even like super tight yet. You know what I mean? Like we had so many new songs going on, yeah. but like we still, it was a killer. That, actually, that's um, one of our songs, X Wing. That's my favorite performance ever of that song, and yeah. that was like the first time we ever played it live. That was um, uh, like to try to describe it for anyone like who hasn't played a live show. It's like imagine like when you're riding around with your friends and you have the music turned up super loud and whatever coming out of the bridge or whatever that your favorite part of the song where you just kind of have that like adrenaline rush going. It's that, but you are playing it for people who are enjoying I don't know, your service or entertainment, whatever you want to call it. And like that same amount of energy that you feel is felt by all of those people because of what you are doing. It's, I mean, that's one of my favorite. I still daydream about that, and that's probably the thing I miss the most about the band is is that. Well, and all the synergy like between people. Yeah, just too. looking like, over it, like connection when, you, like, when you, you're on the guitar, when you're all connected like mm-hmm. at once, and you can feel it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like this weird thing that it's not tangible at all, but it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just lock eyes as you're jamming. You hit the, hit the <laughs> switch, you know. Yeah. Man. If you think you've ever been in love and looked into someone's eyes while you've loved them, <laughs> try being in a band and looking in the drummer's yeah. eyes while you're coming out of the band. <laughs> now that's a real feeling. I think our band was interesting as well. It was Like I said, I've been in two bands. I felt like we were... Obviously, we're not like super mature or anything like that, but like I felt like we were a fairly... At least compared to my other band, like very mature in how we handled everything. Just like looking back on my thing, I was super tyrannical with... Um, with the first band I was in, I was like, basically, nope, we're just doing what I want to do. <laughs> like, we're going to do everything everything the way that I want to do it because, like, this is my baby. I feel like if I hadn't put the first foot forward, this wouldn't have been a thing. But with Lexington Heights, the second band that I was in with you guys, it did not feel like that way. It was just like, oh, let's just, let's just do it. Like, I, And I honestly think we would still, maybe not. I think we'd still be playing if we just didn't have that one really bad show that just knocked us out. That well, it we, wasn't at the just... Wall, at the it wall. wasn't... So we had a bad show that went terrible. We weren't able to have any distortion. 
on our instruments. It was like plugging into a general PA system. And then your amp kept going out. Yeah, it was terrible. But that combined with us moving out of a house into an apartment, like the, I think if we had stayed in a house or that house, we would have probably still practiced and been like, ah, okay, we, we're fine, you know? Yeah, this is kind of a hard location not having a home base where you can like make noise. Like when you're in a band, you're making noise loud and you need a place to do it, you yeah. know? And then that and also like... I mean, we weren't, like, we didn't really have a bassist. We were kind of <laughs> in between, you know what I mean? That kind of threw a hiccup in things as well. Yeah, because up to that point, we had had the stadium house and then the other house that you guys were in yep. for about a year. So you can jam there. But, but see, I am correct. I think if we would have had a house, we probably would have kept going. But I think if we didn't have that bad show, we could have made it. We would have made it work in another location. Like, we just, that sucks so. so much. So ultimately, yeah. what I'm saying is you're going to have crappy shows that are going to blow and things are just not going to go right, but you have to push through them like no matter what. Mm-hmm. Am I mad that we didn't do that? Not really. Like I'm okay with my life. Like I'm not like, it's not like a huge regret of mine or anything. Like, man, I wish you would have just kept on going. But if you are a person who like your only dream is to be a musician, you, you're going to have to have some of the most You'll have a lowest lot. lows. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh, great. Yeah. Like I... I it's like you have to be able to be booed off stage and still be. It's not like not, that didn't happen to us. You know what I mean? No, no. But no, like no. you would have to be booed off stage and still want to do it. Yeah. That's like how bad you got to be in a band. I mean, I, really had go I remember I had other moments during shows where, uh, what was that song called? On my own. There, there was a song that we had just written, and I just did not have my part down or really know what my part was gonna be for the song. It wasn't, it wasn't put together. For on my part well enough to play live I think but we did it and I remember the whole first maybe minute of the song I was just kind of standing there dancing I did not remember what to play that was at the Muse you have you're the intro to that though to well that I did song. that yeah after that after coming, that coming okay. out of that I was like oh okay it's like I know, the be- I know the beginning and the ending but that whole middle part <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so I mean get I remember cause that's a song about you man come on <laughs> yeah. it was my song shoot <laughs> um I didn't remember and it was just like oh this is embarrassing maybe I'm playing it off I don't know I don't know what the crowd's thinking oh well we're past that song now let's keep playing I know the rest you know? I don't even think I noticed that though well yeah so yeah. I mean but it was embarrassing um, enough for me like yeah. you know gotcha but I mean, after that song, it was like, oh, okay, back to normal. I know this, and so I felt comfortable again. But I think you'll have a lot of those moments where it's like, ah, oh, shoot, messed up there. We'll keep playing, whatever. Man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think back. Man, we played so many shows, and it's like, oh. we did. Well, because what's funny is like we have four recorded, like the entire shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm pointing at the TV because that's where I watch. That's where I watch them <laughs> at least once a week, and then send and then send and then send snaps to Trace while I'm watching them. Like, remember this, man? Oh, but we played so many shows, and we had some really good ones. Like the Muse ones were. I think both Muse ones we played were really good. The Velour fun. was good. Oh, yeah. The Velour. I think there were two or three really good ones at the Velour we did. I think the Velour and the Muse, like, we never. It was, I never felt bad in, there. In Utah, it was just the that wall was, that did us dirty. Yeah. That was that was the venue that, that did us dirty. Freaking time. BYU, man. Yeah. Strikes again. <laughs> Strikes again. <laughs> I also. Going back to this. Uh, sort of the change that I had growing up as well. Um, my first iteration of the band was so phony, I thought. Of YKK or of YKK. the Lexington Heights? YKK, man. Uh. 
man, I was just rolling through tons of different people. I don't know how many different formations. Ultimately, it's like, this is how I say it. If you are on Wikipedia looking at a band's timeline, and like, or no, if you're on, Wik- on Wikipedia and it has band members and it has a timeline, that means that it was probably a horrible band to be in. Because when I think about YKK, it's like, you'd have... Alex Skinner, lead singer for the entire time of it. Yeah. And then just like tons of different people. Like, <laughs> Chris Covington was in it for six months. Greg Pierce was in it for a couple months. Andrew, or, uh, oh, his name's not Andrew. Awesome. Drew, Drew Pierce was in it for a little. Awesome. This random guy named like Mike was a drummer for one show. <laughs> Nick Skinner, Ryan Skinner, like just tons of different people. And then with Lexington Heights, it was just us three and then Kai for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was just because we went so long without having a bassist. And I was just like a little punk back in the day. I was just like, yeah, so this is what bands are like. You wear black shirts. You wear really super skinny jeans. Eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back on that, like someone made, if you put your sons on MySpace, someone on MySpace made fun of us pretty bad. And like looking back on it, I'm like, "Ah, you're a jerk for making fun of us, but you're also, you're also kind of (laughs) right. Like bunch of, bunch of emo. And then they used a bad uh, F word that I won't say on this. (laughs) Um, I think there's something to be said, though, too, that when we did Lexington Heights, that wasn't just like a bunch of random people wanting to come together from a band. Like, we were all super good homies. So I think it was a lot easier to, like, be open with each other, yeah. jam out. We all knew that, like, we were just going to keep playing. Like, it was our thing. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. Um, I have a question for both of you. How, how much time, I, you probably have already seen it, how much time do you think I spent on band related things? Well, considering you wrote, like, the music and the vocals, you know what I mean? Like, that takes time for sure. And then on top of that, you would then show that to us. Trace would come up with his part, I would come up with the drums. So I would say, you at least put in three to four more times than I did. Like, and just in, just in getting the music down alone, you know? That was the only thing I hated. I hated, the thing I hated most, I don't know if I said my thing that I hated most about being in, the, in, in any band, was, and that's, maybe it's partially on me for being so, like, I want to write everything. Mm-hmm. Like almost like a helicopter lead singer songwriter, but I hated. All right, I I just spent this X amount of time. I'll just say like an hour just to make it easy. Like I spent one hour trying to figure out how to write this thing and how like melody everything that goes with it. And then now I'm going to have to teach Trace, and then I'm going to have to teach Parker. It'd be awesome if I could teach them both at the same time, but schedules don't always line up. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. We have Kai in the band now. We have to teach him the entire the entire song. Yeah, we have to teach him every single song, and it's probably just going to be easier if it's just me and him at first and then bring him in later. Oh, well, it was funny with I him because he wanted to be in a band bad enough to where it was like, watch all of our YouTube videos. <laughs> you know, and just like learn the song. Show up on Monday, and you better have it yeah, all memorized, you're out, bro. Out. <laughs> no, but he didn't have them down, man. No. And we didn't. I mean, we did eventually put them out, but oh, that was. I think of uh, being in a band. Depending on who who you are within that band, you're gonna have to expect such a time. Which is good. Like it's it's probably one of the better. Like at least we weren't shooting up heroin. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably just a better hobby to have than. Anything. It's better than doing nothing as well, but it was such a well, such a time investment. And that's one of my regrets is that I don't think I put enough time in. Yeah. Because just the, with the drums, I guess like kind of teaching myself wasn't really something that like I could just like play the drum beat the entire way through by myself to practice. I don't know. To me, the drums didn't work like that. I would need to be with you guys like doing it with you. Like playing oh, yeah. the songs, you know that, what I mean? I, was, I, I was, don't really know how to practice the drum. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So I feel like I could have like looked into that more to try and get my stuff more tight. Like so. I feel like that wasn't as much of uh, practicing the songs. It was like the fo- practicing while forming the, song. the arrangement. Yeah. Yeah, because like. Uh, I feel like it, you were better at because I would send you a lot of licks and be like, "Hey, I want to do this for a song," and you'd be like, "Perfect, I'll write, I'll, write, I'll, write, I'll, write <laughs> I'll write to this," and like you would come over and like you'd have your part done. When you would send me stuff, it was like, "Oh man, okay, but pause, rewind, press play on my phone." All right, quick, get your fingers to the. All right, no, shoot, I messed that part up. Rewind. Okay, it, like that was so difficult. Like it was just like. Uh, as complicated as this is, maybe I'll just like try to do it live because I can just tell people to like start out. You know what I mean? That was the hard part for me. I'm trying to think of songs. I can't remember song titles, but I can I can think of the songs that you sent me. Like you sent me the um... on my own came that way. Did it? Yeah, the intro part. Oh no, maybe that was in person that I was. Just... I think that I think also with on my own. I think it was a mix of different things because. I wrote that song with a diff. I wrote that song. Oh yeah. Way before we ever played it. So I think maybe you did send that to me, and then I was just like, I'm just gonna make this song that That'll I already wrote yeah. fit with that. So the summertime one. Summertime, yeah. yeah that was a good one. summertime. That was the, that was a good one from a riff. Um, I can't think of the name of the song. X-wing happened that way. I sent you the X-wing riff, and you wrote around it. What was the riff? To X-wing. The do 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 do. No. No, you know what song? I can't think of the song right now, but it was that song. It's basically like four songs in one. There's no like real grooves. grooves. That, that is one. my favorite yeah. one to play, dude. That's grooves. my favorite grooves. song. That was that extended intro, right? Yeah. yeah. Grooves is the one where I was just like, maybe that maybe that one was the, like what you were describing, like the harder one for me. I'm like, I'll, just, I'll make that. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll make this yeah. one work. No, that one and X-Wing were made that way, right? I don't remember how X-Wing... Like, I remember... Is there... Usually the more riffy and unrelated my part is to the rest of the song it formed that way (laughs) how does the riff go to that one to the grooves or to x-wing i I remember grooves I'll have to look up. Yeah. I'll, I should also be like splicing in clips. For everyone who is so curious as to what <laughs> <Yeah>. these sound like. <laughs> you guys make this sound so complicated. I'll play like, this sounds so basic. <laughs> so basic. Why are you trying to well, make it then, I mean, that was just our way of writing. Who knows? I mean, other people could have completely different methods of writing their songs, you know? Doing the kid song. I totally forgot about that one. The kid song was just like... That one you had that was one hundred percent arranged. That was that was a carryover from the last days of YKK. YKK. Yeah, that the was like the song. only song that made it. That was our single of all though, singles. Yeah, that was the best song I wrote. That was a good song. Yeah. Well, I was there for the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. It was just probably the only reason it was acceptable because it was like, ah, dude, that's circa that's circa two thousand nine. It's a good year. That happened at the week that we stayed at Parker's house. My yeah. place. That's yeah. when yeah. I, that's, that's when we were like, wait, Parker, should you just play the drums that's for it? And I'm like, oh, let's just do it. Yeah. Oh, that was insane. Good times. Well, no, I wrote this. I wrote the song because I stayed at your apartment. Yeah. When, when uh, that year in school. That year yeah. in school. That's where that song came from. Yeah. Oh, man. this is probably so hard to follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the part where it's like, what? Don't worry, I'll. I probably won't splice in the music. It's, it's too complicated. Don't want to do it. Um, the next question. Speaking of all these songs we did, the kid song was one that we recorded. We did. Um, 
Banded house song. Yeah, summertime. We did X Wing too. X Wing, yeah, we recorded X Wing too. Oh no, we never recorded summertime. I believe you. You wanna? I don't remember. You wanna remember that one? That sounds like a good song. Yeah. Did I write it? (laughs) Most likely. I probably liked it. That was my least favorite song to play. Which one? You wanna? That was one that had like the harmonics in it. Oh, I know. I didn't like that song either, actually. (laughs) Um. How much time does recording take? <sighs> Too damn long. <laughs> recording, man. You know, to be honest, it didn't. And I think Dan was pretty good at helping us out. Because, mm-hmm. like, what did we do? Two full songs in a day? It would have been a lot quicker if I could have played on beat with that <laughs> dang metronome. <laughs> well, most every... Maybe, maybe this is a testament to me being crappy at music, but I think every single song I recorded, ultimately what, what it ended up being, I was like, can we just... Because we always... Every single band I've ever been in, we've always sounded better live. We've always yeah. played better live than just like having to break it up into each part. Um, because when you record, you can... You basically have to do each part individually because um, it just sounds better. But every time we'd record, be like, all right, let's just get the guitar. It would always be my rhythm guitar, too. Be like, let's all just play the song together, and we're just going to bass. We're gonna plug the rhythm in, and we're going to record that. It's like air playing, but you have an instrument. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, that's how most of... Isn't that how we ended up doing? Yeah, the that's how we ended up doing it. And that's how you did it with YKK early yeah. on, too, right? Yeah. Um, so you can do it that way if uh, we're not talented, mus- <laughs> yeah. talented enough musicians. You're not as technical as some. Um, but I, I hated I hated and loved recording. I loved recording because you got to say it was exciting. I was recording. Well, and the fi- and the finished product it always sounds great, and you get like, it's like yeah, you work hard on something in here. Song. Yeah, it's kind There's of a song that we made that's out on sound. Out on the web. <laughs> out on the <laughs> It got tiresome with YKK. We didn't do it enough with Lexington Heights for it to get tiresome for we me. We did like one session. Because what, that's what's tough about it too. Is like you have to find like, all right, when can everybody do this? And you have to give up and basically, because like, we do, you do give up an entire day though. Yeah. For cool. those two songs, we gave up an entire day. And we kind of lucked out, especially with Lexington Heights, where we didn't have to pay. Like for yeah. other bands who are wanting to get started, like recording's probably the most expensive part of it. Paying for the studio time and stuff. I agree. That's where you got to be dedicated. Dad so much money. <laughs> I owe him so much because he paid for because he believed in us which was his folly (laughs) he believed in us and so he paid for like all of our recordings and then once he left I had a good enough relationship with the guy that we were recording with in YKK that he would let me do it on the cheap like alright 100 bucks for a song I'm like that's awesome sounds good and I think I only did like three songs with him though and this is this is getting like inside baseball. No one's gonna care about this. And what I realized with that is music is so much about who you know as well and who you buddy buddy with. Because this dude, because he knew me and knew how I could do melodies, how I could write songs, whatever it was. I don't know. He would recommend me to people who didn't feel comfortable doing that, and they would pay me to write lyrics and um, melodies to their songs. Cool. And. I think if you apply that to like Lexington Heights or something like that, I don't think we ever did like a great job. Like we need to get in. We talked with Corey at the Valor, but well, we Dan, never. Dan got us the recording. Corey, like there was a, 
as much as I don't think he liked our band music, uh, yeah. <laughs> like when there was an opening, we'd get an email like, "Hey, you guys want to play a show this weekend?" Oh yeah, for sure. You know. I really don't think he liked us. Nah, we weren't. We just weren't his vibe. Yeah, we just weren't his vibe, man. We we're so different than yeah. the scene at the time. Yeah. Because it was all everyone was trying to be Mumford and yeah. Sons. Dang Mumford and Sons and uh, the Lumineers. Yeah. And, uh, like softer indie. <laughs> and then Mumford and Sons as well. That's and I wish that we could have because like, we wouldn't have needed. I mean, it would have been great to have had fans or whatnot, but we wouldn't have needed fans if we could have just got in with somebody. Yeah. And then that person fall in love with us, just like, all right, we'll do everything we can to make sure that you get at least like on the radio or something like that. Well, it's funny too, because I feel like back then, yeah, like the scene around here was doing some different things musically. And since then, I feel like it's reverted back to kind of more of our style. Our now. style. Yeah. 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 I feel like we could do so much better now too. Just uh, the amount of time we've been here in Provo, we've met so many people that if we were to be like, Hey, uh, we're playing a show. They'd be like, uh, "What? You're you play an instrument? Yeah, I'll come check this out." <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we'd probably get even if we got like a hundred people to go, we'd get like fifty bucks. <laughs> it's the worst. We could buy some more plain white T-shirts with that money. <laughs> we never. I could buy some more drumsticks. <laughs> We, we were never good at allocating the money. I think I gave you guys. I think I would pay you guys if I ever got money from anyone. But there were some times where I would not pay people in the band in bands that I was in. Huh. Um, like if I received money. Um, but that was like when I was in YKK. Like I remember at one of the Tuttle's party. I, I remember you telling me that. Like the what <laughs> Tuttle gave us? Well, gave me a significant. I'm just gonna say a significant amount of money for. An 18-year-old person, and I was like, <laughs> "Dope, I will be taking this." <laughs> I think that's, I, that's funny because it's not uh, like for anyone listening who we keep talking about the Tuttle shows. It was essentially our friend's backyard. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, it was a big backyard. Though. Yeah, it was, big, it was a big backyard and a nice house, and they just had like the perfect little like awning for a band to play in, and then uh, enough space for about a hundred fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect because it was like great practice and it was it was a good time. Yeah. It was fun. It's so weird to like look back on that too and it's like, man, we were like 18, 19. I'm like, it's not weird to think about it now because we're older and it's not weird. Like, man, there were so many like 16 year olds that loved us. Yeah. Like now it's not as weird because it's like we're in our 20s. I'm like, oh, we're like, yeah. now we're the same age. Yeah. But back then it was like, Ugh. We probably made some mistakes. <laughs> Not bad mistakes, though. Like, I never... I would only just make uh, out with people, so... Uh, yeah, it never got crazy. Yeah, it never got, not, never got that crazy. Has the statute of limitations passed yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anything out loud if it hasn't. Money was a very... Like, you're not going to make money in a band. Oh, you're no. not going to do it. You, oh, have, yeah. to, you have to, like... You have to hit it big, like... Yeah. And that's rare. Because what would we get? Like, I think, like, our biggest payout was probably, like, 100-something once, and then mm-hmm. we just split it amongst ourselves. I don't yeah. even think we spent money. Like, we probably went out to eat and then spent it on those Pie. T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Stickers. Flyers yeah, and stuff. A lot of stickers that I still have some of, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. Drumsticks. We bought some drumsticks. Stickers. <laughs> <laughs> we did buy Yeah, I still have a sticker on my laptop. The Lexington Heights. <laughs> <laughs> We, um, I probably, I think I made more money in random side gig stuff than I ever did 
for my band stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'd be like, hey, come sing a happy birthday song to my girlfriend. Hey, come record this song with me. Hey, like something like that. But like actual, like, oh, you're playing a show, here's money. I did not get that much. Because yeah. well, that's what the side that's always them like reaching out to you, like you're providing the services worth the band stuff. That's us it's trying nice. to get out there still, you know? And that's what sucked about, like going back to like having to be our own hype men. Yeah, you have to be 100% stoked on everything that's going on. You have to be dedicated, excited about it. Gosh, optimistic. It so freaking cool playing a live show and getting to go to the little room backstage and hang out with no one else allowed. Ah, we were. I don't know how you guys internalized stuff, but I felt like like looking back on it with hindsight, I was like, man. I couldn't handle that so much, but I thought it was so cool. Man, I kind of got stage fright. I'd always get, I would always get, I would like, you guys would always be so like loosey goosey ready to go, and I'd be like, I'm pretty nervous about this. Hope I don't screw it up. Yeah. Because because Parker knew if anything happened, we'd blame him. <laughs> For real. Drums off. He's off beat. <laughs> Parker's off beat again, man. He's so off beat. But man, I did enjoy. I thought we did really well for a threesome with no bass, yeah. like two guitars yeah. and a, and drums. I thought our sound was all self-taught. Was good. Yeah. And then when we did the recordings, I did the bass, and I was like, man, I should play bass. <laughs> bass well, is fun, man. It's funny, too, because there were a lot of people that kind of dropped in our lap. One time we were jamming at the stadium house doing band practice, and some guy knocked on the door. You remember that? And he's like, do you guys need a bassist? Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Did he, Wait, we did we play with him? Uh, no, we, no, I don't think we even gave we didn't him, really uh, hit him, up. him a chance. No. And then uh, we were pretty dang exclusive. Then there was what was his name? Jared. Jared. Jared, who was really good. He was like a bassist prodigy, and we still were like, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> did then, we say no? I don't remember. I don't Jared? Kinda. Yeah. We didn't. Well, we didn't just like we didn't hit him up after. You know. Oh, huh. Interesting. No, wait. He came and jammed one time. He came. Right? Yeah. He came and remember once. he was shredding. I don't remember yeah. Jam. Yeah. And then after that, I think he was kind of down, and we just like. Oh, I thought I thought he wasn't down. Oh no, man. This is a mis- this, this is a terrible miscommunication. He was gonna make the band. Great. No, he was down, man. Uh, yeah. Was, I wonder what he's doing now. He was our primus <laughs> bassist that he we needed. So good too. He's in Imagine Dragons now. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we uh, we settled on Kai. I mean, I don't want to if, if Kai ever listens to this, but that was not. It was just not. It was it was it was just how they say in the business world, just not a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't bad at bass. It just wasn't a good meshing of of people. How do we settle? He lived like an hour and a half away. Yeah. His car smelled like crayons. <laughs> Because it was a VW Jetta. Yeah. All Jetta smell like cranes. But I, I wish that we would have had one of our friends do it. Because, like, I, I expressed this when we went golfing yeah. the other week. It was like, it was just because we wanted to hold that. We yeah. just wanted to hold it over him. Like, <laughs> we got this thing that you can never have. <laughs> and that's the silence of regret and, <laughs> regret and terribleness. I know. Well, it's just like, yeah, we should have just had our homie be in the band. Well, that was, isn't hard that's enough, what the like, band was about. We were all just homies who picked up the instruments yeah. to do it. You know what I mean? Perfect. And he, like, like we've said before, he would have probably f- fronted the bill for a lot of stuff. Yeah. But like, hey, will you pay for this? Yeah, man, totally. <laughs> that dude would have gone into debt for it because he was poor as <laughs> dirt back then, too. We were all poor as dirt, man. Yeah. Trying to pay tuition. It's like, how am I going to afford st- I don't have any sticks, man. Yeah, it's like, I need crap. Show I <laughs> Duct tape it. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> It'll sound the same. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Sister would have gone and sold plasma to get you drumsticks. I remember that's doing him. that before the show, going to get guitar picks and, like, looking through my ashtray for a couple quarters to get some guitar picks. 
That's the thing is money's huge now that we're all like working and stuff. It's like that'd be yeah, easy. Totally yeah, it's like oh, a new drum kit. Yeah, fine. You that know explains I mean? why there's so many old man bands that are like for real. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah. They have all the nicest equipment. They got their cash. <laughs> so ultimately, what? <laughs> as we do the musings of uh, of old men now. There's so much stuff that goes into starting a band, and I don't think people realize it as much. Like, I don't think people. I have such a profound, I have such a profound respect for anybody that does it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go to their show anytime soon. Like, I've been invited to. I'm not going to say any names. Or I've been invited to a lot of people's show. I'm just like, which is kind of a point of problem. Like, if it wasn't for me, I don't think you would have started a band. <laughs> like, I don't want to say names out loud, but I'm just like. I did that. Well, that's part of it. Rejection. You're going to face a hell of a lot of rejection, you know? Not only people, like, not showing up to your shows, but playing some shows where people just don't seem that interested. Like, Hot Topic. (laughs) (laughs) You guys played a Hot Topic? Yeah. (laughs) It was like an acoustic show. Why don't you should have just started screaming that song and you would have got him going in on it? Oh, gosh. I don't know who booked that show. It must be Grant. I think think we had our acoustics and he's wheeling his, like, huge amp into Hot Topic. People are like, it was at the mall, so people are like peeking in and like, what in the world are these like, not seen looking kids doing playing a cute acoustic show at Hot Topic? But what's, but what's funny about like playing that show at Hot Topic at the time, like looking back on it, it's easy to be like, what the hell were we thinking? But at the time, we were thinking like, this is an opportunity. See, yeah, man. I like we're playing that. in Rancho Cordova for people that like will never. Honestly, I think the best, the best promotional tool that Grant and I ever had was MySpace. We got yeah. so many people. Yeah. So many people would, like, eventually, like, would go to our shows just because they had seen us on MySpace. We sh- we could have hit Instagram harder, too, and especially now because we have bigger followings and stuff. Like, having a band page on Instagram is where it's at. You can get a lot of followers there and post your show time. People will show. Man. But that's, like, the hardest is one. Another thing that is hard that... I would recommend looking into anyone that's thinking about starting a band is like, you also have to ignore your own hype. When I say that, I mean people who, what sucks is people are never going to say that you're bad or try to like tell you what you could get better at. Um, I don't even know if like we did a good job at that, like with each other. Yeah. And so it kind of doesn't allow you to get better as a person and people just be like, oh, it's great, but you're really not that good, but your yeah. mom and dad say you are, so you just keep doing it. Yeah, you got to embrace constructive criticism because it's rare in a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? People, yeah, people won't talk that much crap to you. Yeah, and it goes back to you have to be super passionate about it because it's going to be a time investment and also one bad thing could just totally throw you off of everything like the back going back to the wall show like mm-hmm. it could it just takes one show and everything just tumbles down like a house of cards <laughs> yeah so do you guys have any uh parting words of advice or any uh fun anecdotes <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of those do um, we <laughs> i mean I wish we were still playing sometimes, you know, like, like I'll be listening to music and a really cool part in a song will happen and I'll be like, oh man, I can only imagine like if us still playing, you know, and it yeah. kind of brings that feeling back and it's just like, hmm, I don't know, do it if you think it's fun, like just because, I don't know, it's disheartening or it might seem like a lot of work, I think the payout's worth it. Yeah. 
I think we just like don't close doors. Like I think when we kind of stopped, we just stopped jamming out as much too. But it's like just because you're not actively like trying to play all these shows and doing that doesn't mean you can't get together with your friends and like make some music and jam and have some fun because you never you can you never know what's gonna come of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you like doing it, just keep doing it. Yeah, you get, you have to do it for the right reasons, and the right reasons can never be fame, money. Or anything like that. That will, just, that, that will just be like a side effect yeah. of however hard you work and how much mm -hmm. time you put into it and how many people you can get to show up. Because if you have a ton of friends, you're going to do really well. If you have thousands, like, I don't want to, I'm not going to say this person's name, but there's a person that we played with at the house one time, like that acoustic show. Um, oh, yeah. And yes, this dude is probably talented. Like, I don't want to take any talents away from him, but... The one reason that he is where he is now is just because he knew a lot of people. Mm -hmm. He knew a lot of people and he was really good at making friends. And, and not even necessarily he was good at making friends. He just had a certain um, characteristic. Once again, <laughs> once again, not trying to say, not trying to like let anyone. He had a certain characteristic about him that made it super easy where we live to become friends with people because of Mormon guilt, I would say. <laughs> um, and so a lot of people were friends with him, and he's found success, and I never thought he was an extreme talent. Like, he's probably better than us, but, like, not that much better yeah. than us. But because he had that fan base already built up, yeah. he, took, he took off, and he's still doing stuff mm -hmm. and being successful. Yeah. Do you guys, I'm going to ask you guys off if you know how. I think you all of know. Course. You guys know exactly yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, so last time I ch chatted, he's making like ten thousand dollars a show. I believe it. Wow. Slash fireside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be my thing. Um, also, don't be that kind of person who. That's my advice: is like you're supposed to get as many fans as you can, and that will be helpful. But please, at least be like moderately good. <laughs> what you're doing as well mm -hmm. um, because work at it yeah um, that's that's my advice do you guys have anything else that you want to say um I think I already did just make sure you love it like love it it's a, it's a good time enjoy the experience and um I don't know yeah it's really do it, oh and do it with people that you like That's and key. like can talk with each other about like be open and honest with each other because I feel like a lot of a lot of problems in bands that I've been in is it's just no one's willing to be like nope that's not good yeah. like and you don't have to be that nonchalant about it but just be like you, you figure out how you have the best way to do it but there are sometimes just like no we shouldn't do that that worked well for us because. And the whole time we were like actually in like a actual band putting in work, what? I mean, maybe a year with you, two with you. I think half. we were like two years, all of us. Two of us, and then probably with like you. The an year extra, before. With you, an extra year, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember one time we kind of, not even a fight, just got into it. Like we were annoyed with each other. And, and I think it was because we're all friends and like we know how to read each other, anyways. You know, so it, like, it just worked well. It was a good fit. Oh, oh, okay. So you just remember one time that we got in any sort of annoyed thing yeah. with each other? Yeah, yeah. So I don't it, even remember it. It wasn't ever bad, yeah. And yeah, that's because we were no, friends. Yeah. No big deal, and it was like we were over it pretty quick, so. Yeah. Like, I think what? because we're all friends, we didn't have any issues. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and going back to it, literally the only reason we stopped was moved out of a house and a horrible show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those, that was like. Dude, only... even that, like, I don't. I feel bad attributing it to the muse as much as we do. I feel like we, if we weren't in the like wall. student housing, I feel like we probably would have kept jamming. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I think that was just like a. The you know, there's like a, the yeah, first yeah, yeah, domino yeah, yeah. that fell. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks everybody who's listening. And um, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, hope you'll give us a listen. Feel free to like, comment, and continue the conversation by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you are feeling especially generous, leave us a review on iTunes. We prefer five stars, but value the truth more. We plan on keeping this free to listeners forever, because we love you. Thanks for listening, and let's keep being better. Smell it burn